Indeed, the praise is for Allah. We praise Him, we seek His help, and we seek His forgiveness. We seek refuge with Allah from the evils that are within ourselves and from our bad deeds. Whomsoever Allah guides, no one can lead this person astray. And whomsoever Allah leads astray, there is no guide for him. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah who was along with our partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the servant of Allah and the last messenger to all of mankind. O you who believe, fear Allah with the right that he should be feared with. And do not die unless you are Muslims upon the deen of Islam. O mankind, fear your Lord who has created you from a single person and created from that person his mate and from them to scatter countless men and women throughout the earth. And fear Allah from who you demand your mutual rights and do not cut off the relations with the wombs that have bore you. Indeed, Allah is a watcher over you. O you who believe, fear Allah and say that which is correct and upright in order that Allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins. And whomsoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has achieved the tremendous achievement as to what follows. Certainly the most truthful speech is the Book of Allah and the best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters in the deen and every newly invented matter in the deen is innovation, and every innovation is going astray, and every going astray is in the hellfire. We have an authentic narration on the authority of Shakal ibn Hamid, or Humaid, radiallahu an. Kala ataytu an-nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fakult, ya Rasulallah, علمني تعوذا التعوذ به 
قال فأخذ بكفي فقال قل اللهم إني أعوذ بك من شر سمعي ومن شر بصري ومن شر لساني ومن شر قلبي ومن شر مني يعني فرجا This noble companion Shakal ibn Humayd radiyallahu an He said I came to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and I said O messenger of Allah teach me a protective dua one that I can say that I can seek the protection and refuge with Allah by way of So the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam he took him by the hand and he said to him say O Allah Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min sharri sam'i O Allah indeed I seek refuge with you from the evil of my hearing wa min sharri basari and I seek refuge with you from the evil of my sight wa min sharri lisani and I seek refuge with you from the evil of my tongue wa min sharri qalbi and I seek refuge with you from the evil of my heart women sharri mani and I seek refuge with you from the evil of my privates here the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he taught him an important dua a dua by which the individual is seeking the refuge with allah from the evil of his faculties and the evil of his body parts for the body parts and the faculties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with the person can either use them for good or use them for evil and here barakallahu fikum it is important that this message the message of islam the message of using what Allah has given you to do good with this is something that has to be mentioned to the people because day in and day out we must ask ourselves and we must take account of ourselves are we using that which Allah has given us for good or are we using that which Allah has given us for evil Allah has given us sight Allah has given us hearing Allah has given us the ability to speak Allah has given us hearts and other than that from the blessings what are we using these blessings for are we using these blessings to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or are we using these blessings to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with and if we are using the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us to disobey him with then this is a sign of being ungrateful and this is an act of being ungrateful for everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the watcher over us and he sees what we are doing with the blessings that he has bestowed upon us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions inna allaha kana alaykum raqiba indeed Allah is the ever watcher over you 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly is watching us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly, He sees what we do, He, he hears what we say. Constantly. Nothing escapes the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing escapes the awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing escapes the hearing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect and complete. Whatever we say, whatever we do, whatever we look at, the things that we believe in our heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is aware of all of it. And we will be held accountable for these affairs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُونَ وَمَا تُخْفِي الصُّدُورِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows the deception of the eyes and that which the hearts conceal. The scholars, they mention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows that which the person looks at in a manner where he sneaks and he looks. Where the people doesn't see him looking at this haram matter, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sees him. This is the deception of the eyes. A person is looking at something that he should not be looking at. But he is careful not to allow the people to see him looking at the haram. So that he gives off this false perception to the people that he is a person of piety. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows the deception of the individual's eyes. He knows that which the person sneaks and looks at. He knows that which the person is watching and looking at when he is outside of the view of the people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows that which the hearts conceal, that which we hide in our chest. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows these affairs. So it's befitting and incumbent upon us that we use our eyes our hearts, our hearing, we use them for good. We don't use these things for evil because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware even if the people are not aware. As Allah he mentions, وَلَقَدَ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ وَنَعْلَمُ مَا تُوَسْوِسُ بِهِ نَفْسُ وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ And indeed we have created mankind and we know that which his soul whispers to him. And we are closer to him than the juggling. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of all of us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows the whispers of the soul. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, we are closer to him than the juggling. And the scholars, they mention, we are closer to him then the juggle of a meaning by way of the presence of the angels. This is one interpretation. That the angels are present. And the angels are the ones who write down our deeds. And the angels are the ones when it's time for the soul to leave the body. They are the ones who are there by Allah's permission removing the soul from the body. The other interpretation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by way of His knowledge, by way of His awareness, by way of His sight and hearing, is closer to the human being. 
than the jugular vein. There's nothing that goes on in your mind, nothing that goes on in your heart, nothing that you say or do, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He hears. So therefore, we must be careful as it relates to the things we say, the things we look at, the things we listen to, the things we hold in our hearts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentioned, وَلَا تَقْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُمْ مَسْئُولًا And don't say that which you have no knowledge of. If you don't know something, be quiet. If you are asked about something that you're not aware of, you don't have knowledge of, say Allahu A'lam, Allah knows best. Don't speak about things you don't have knowledge of. Don't speak with doubts. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned, Whoever believes in Allah on the last day, let him say that which is good or remain silent. Speaking with good means to speak with knowledge. If you don't know, be quiet. If you haven't studied the affair, don't talk about the affair. The deen of Islam is not like the way of the politicians. Where the politicians, they speak with whoever pleases the people to make the people happy, even if they're lying. And we know many of the politicians, they speak with a forked tongue. They're two-faced individuals. They go to one group of people with that which they want to hear, and then they go to another group of people with that which they want to hear. We're not like this in Islam. Because we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to hold us accountable for the things we say. And that's why this masjid, Masjid Nu'Allah, on this member, it's about teaching Islam. This is not a member of politics. So please, don't try to turn the masjid into a place of politics. I've been here for 13 years, and you'll never hear me speaking about politics on this member. Because the Friday sermon is for calling the people to Allah, reminding them about Allah. It's for calling the people to get their lives together. This is not a place for vote for me, don't vote for this one, I'm the best one for you. They're all the same in some shape, form, or fashion. So please don't make our masjid and turn our masjid into a place of politics. Be mindful of what you say. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, don't say that which you have no knowledge of. Why? Indeed, the hearing and the sight and the heart, all of these things the person is held accountable for. All of these things. You will be held accountable for your hearing. You will be held accountable for your sight. You'll be held accountable for your heart. So we must check these things constantly. What are we looking at? What are we listening to? What are we harboring in our hearts? Constantly we must check these things. But if we do not 
check ourselves and take account of ourselves, then the soul will start to incline towards evil. And then now, when the soul is inclining towards evil, we will start listening to the haram. We will start looking at the haram. We will start speaking with the haram. We will start desiring the haram. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala ashraf al-anbiya wal-mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi yajma'een amma ba'd Qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-yawm nakhtimu ala afwahihim Wa tukallimuna aydihim Wa tashhad arjuluhum bima kanu yaksibun Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions on the day we will place a seal over their mouths and their hands will speak to us and their feet will bear witness against them regarding that which they used to do, regarding that which they have earned. On the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will place a seal over the mouths of the people and their body parts will testify against them. Why? Because people are liars. Or even in front of Allah, people will lie. And Allah is Al-Alim, the All-Knowing, Al-Khabir, the All-Aware. People will still lie when the Day of Judgment. Like when Allah will ask the people of Nuh, did a messenger come to you? They would say, no messenger came to us. On the day of judgment, lying in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is from the evil nature of people. People lie. People are not truthful. So Allah will ask Nuh did you convey the message? He said, yes. And Allah, he knows already. But Allah will ask him, who are your witnesses? Nuh alayhi wasalam, he will say, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his ummah, they will bear witness for me that I gave the message to them. So there are people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will place a seal upon their mouths and their hands and their feet will speak against them. As to that which they have earned of evil. Be careful how you use your hands and be careful what you're walking towards. For indeed, we are sufficient as our own witnesses against ourselves. Read your book. Today, you are sufficient as a witness against yourself. Because everything we said, everything we have done, these things are written down by the angels. And that which they wrote down against us from the things we said, from the things we have done in this life, this will be presented on the Day of Judgment. You see why it is important to seek refuge with Allah from the evil of your hearing, the evil of your sight, the evil of your heart, the evil of your tongue, the evil of your privates. Because these things are written down against us and will be presented on the Day of Judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions 
وَلَقَدْ ذَرَأْنَ لِجَهَنَّمَ كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْجَنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ And indeed we have created for the hellfire many from amongst the jinn and mankind. Why? لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ بِهَا Because they have hearts by which they did not understand and comprehend with. وَلَهُمْ أَعْيٌ لَا يُبَصِرُونَ بِهَا And they have eyes by which they did not see with. وَلَهُمْ آذَانَ لَا يَسْمَعُونَ بِهَا And they have ears by which they didn't hear with. Are these individuals deaf, dumb, and blind? Meaning physically? No. But these individuals are deaf, dumb, and blind as it relates to living a good life. Doing what's right. Deaf, dumb, and blind when it comes to the Quran. Deaf, dumb, and blind when it comes to the way of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They didn't use their faculties to do good with. So Allah, He mentioned they have hearts by which they didn't comprehend with. They have eyes by which they didn't see with. They have ears by which they did not listen with. They did not hear with. Those individuals are like cattle. They're like the animals that roam the earth. Because animals, they don't use their faculties to understand Quran. They don't use their faculties to understand the words of the Prophet Muhammad They're not obligated with that. We are as human beings. But when we don't use our faculties for what's right, we are worse and more astray than animals. Those are the ones who are heedless and absent-minded. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned, مَنْ يَدْمَنُ لِي مَا بَيْنَ الْحِيَيْ وَمَا بَيْنَ رِجْلَيْ أَدْمَنْ لَهُ الْجَنَّةِ Whoever can guarantee me that he will safeguard that which is between his jaws and that which is between his two legs, I will guarantee this person paradise. If you can safeguard your tongue, and if you can safeguard your private, use your tongue for good, and do not use your privates for evil and indecency, the Prophet Muhammad has given this individual the promise of paradise. The Prophet he mentioned, The majority of the mistakes that the child of Adam makes is by way of his tongue. People talk too much. Be quiet. If you're going to speak, speak with good. If you're going to speak, speak with that which is going to be a benefit. <coughs> Leave off the double talk. Leave off the slander and the backbiting. Leave off the ignorance in speech. Speak with that which is good, with that which pleases Allah. Lastly, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, كُلَّ بِنِ آدَمْ لَهُ حَظَّهُ مِنَ الزِّنَاءِ Every child of Adam, he has his portion of zina. One narration mentions, وَلَا مَحَالَ لَهُ And there's no way to escape it. فَزِنَ الْعَيْنَيْنِ The adultery and the fornication of the eyes, another is looking at the haram. وَزِنَ الْيَدَيْنِ الْبَطْشِ 
And the adultery and the fornication of the hand is touching something that you have no right to touch or touching a woman you have no right to touch or a woman touching a man she has no right to touch. And the adultery and the fornication of the feet is walking towards that which is haram. Meaning from zina. And the fornication and adultery of the mouth is when you kiss a woman or a woman kisses a man, they have no right to kiss. And the heart has the desire. But then the private part either confirms that or belies it. So these faculties commit zina in a lesser form. The eyes looking at the haram. People looking at pornography. This is zina of the eyes. Whether you are a man or a woman. This is fornication and adultery of the eyes. Kissing a man or a woman that's not your husband or wife. The zina of the mouth. And this also goes for a man kissing a man and a woman kissing a woman. This is the zina of the mouth. The zina of the hands. Touching a man, touching a woman. In a manner that is prohibited. It's not his wife. Why is he touching her? The Prophet Muhammad never shook the hand of a woman. Never. But what do we find from the politicians? Shaking the hand of men and women. These people are not our examples. The Prophet Muhammad never touched the hand of a woman that was not his wife. Or not his daughter. Prophet was a man of integrity. The Prophet was a man who feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a woman likewise touching a man that's not her husband. It's the zina of the hand. And the zina of the feet when you walk towards fornication and adultery. And then at the end, either your private parts confirm it or reject it. That's mean that's when you go all the way. Now that's the major zina. But if you refrain and fear Allah, then your privates have rejected committing their majors in them. Brothers, please, sisters, please, use what Allah has given you for good. Seek refuge with Allah from the evils of your eyes, the evils of the heart, the evils of the ears, the evils of the hand, the evils of the tongue. See, we have to seek refuge with Allah from these things. If we don't, then for sure we will fall into evil. وَقُولُوا قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفُرُ اللَّهِ وَلَكُمْ وَالسُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُ وَبِحَمْدِكَ أَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَا أَنْتَ أَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَأَنْتُ بِلِكَ